to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. Hello, Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Um, very well, Steve. Thank you. Good, good, good. We've had, we've had. I know we always talk about the weather, but we've had we've had a change in weather this week. It's been mm-hmm. a snowy week for us here it in has, England. Yeah. Um, really cold and loads of snow. I was beginning to wonder whether we were even going to get snow this winter because it's it's not really been cold enough. But now, mm. now it's uh, it's all come at us. That's right. Well, down in our southeast uh, part of the UK, we've been generally very lucky over the last few years. We've only had, if we've had it at all, we've just had a little flurry. Um, but uh, this year they've um, lumped it on us. But it's it's only our area, I think. I don't know about the rest of the country, but the east and uh, London and that sort of area. But I don't know whether the um, the, the west side have had it. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure you, either. You, oh, well, never mind. I, I don't know if people can hear in the background. The cat is is demanding some uh, airtime on this podcast. <laughs> Our little I, cat, Socks, is... Uh, I, I can see her. He's, in- uh, he, yeah, he's, uh, he's playing with a little bell uh, toy. So there's just, there it is. There it is in the background. <laughs> Oh, well, that'll be nice. He's a starring. He's, he wants to be a recurring role now on this podcast. I think he's had one star <laughs> guest appearance, and now he wants he wants more. It's not in your contract, socks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's right underneath my chair. Um, <laughs> ignore that. Ignore that. Um, yeah. So it's it's had a yeah. It's been crazy here. Um, I went to the shops yesterday, and it was very. Uh, I see, and lots of people out on sleds going down the down the uh, hills and things like that. So, yeah, a lot of people taking full advantage of it. Full advantage mm. of it. Well, I'm sure the people, um, you know, perhaps in Australia, whether it's their summer, they're probably thinking, "Oh, do with a little bit of that there," because they're probably there sunning themselves on the beach, trying to keep cool. That's right. And we're trying to keep warm. It's quite yeah. amazing, isn't it? <laughs> um, um, it's such a different um, environment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, let's get stuck in with the, the topics this week. We've got to talk about a, a new shadow picture uh, that you've been doing, some more pastel, pan pastel work uh, that you've mm-hmm. been doing as well. Um so let's get cracking. the The first picture was um, a shadow picture that that you've done. Uh, getting back into your shadow uh, pictures again, doing you're working on another one at the moment. So I am mm-hmm. getting getting back into to the swing of things with those. Um, let's talk about this uh, picture of the woman laying down. People will be able to see this on the podcast artwork, but we'll also have it on our blog. So if you want to to check it out while we're talking about it, head over there. So talk to us about this picture, Dad. Well, I, I hesitated to start with to, whether I wanted to do it because it, it was a different angle, you know, and uh, I had to cut something out. I had to cut the window out, which was above her, and uh, I had to change the um, sofa that she was she was on. I, I didn't like the – and there was a book and there was a lamp and all sorts of things. 
wouldn't have worked very well. Uh, it wouldn't have. Um, it, it just wouldn't have um, looked right to sit it into the shadow picture idea. So I thought about it a bit and uh, decided to change a few things. And she's now lying. She could be lying on anything, really. But mm. um, and uh, when they see the video, I I do have. Um, it's like a mattress, but then I get rid of that altogether. It was surplus requirements, so people will see. It's nice to do things like that because people then see how I can change midstream, basically. And I'm doing the same thing with the picture I'm doing at the moment. I'm changing things. Things don't quite look right, so I'm changing them. I change them initially on the line drawing, and then I change them again when I'm doing it. And I think this is nice for people to see how it's possible to do this, uh, especially with the colours and so on um, that uh, we're using at the moment on the shadow pictures. But I like the pose and I like the challenge of that. It was, it was, and it was hard. It's, it's got to be an advanced one, though, as I've said before, people can have a go at it by all means, but keep your expectations low if you haven't had a lot of experience with it, because it is quite tricky. Um, not going to be quite so bad for people following the picture of mine, because um, I made the adaptions as I went along. So they're following those. So I've made it, simplified it a little bit. But uh, coming from where I was, uh, adapting the reference photograph, there was a lot of things which um, I, I felt, maybe we would have a few problems with it more in particular the two areas that were what three areas really there was the hand you know my dreaded hand again um yeah i seem to pick them don't i i could have done it without the hand but it it, it wouldn't have worked as well but the hand was a, was tricky um and then we had the the face which really didn't look right as I was doing it. It just didn't seem to work until I finished it, and then it fell into place. Uh, so when you get a situation like that, you can't you can't make the adjustment. You can't um, think, oh, I'll put an eye in or I'll change that shadow. You can't. As soon as you do that, you're in trouble because you're you're coming away from the, uh, the design that the photographer has uh, captured and if you do that so you've got to be rigid on your uh, things like that hair was another thing now i had, did change the hair the hair was all over the place on the original it was you could never even it looked it looked odd on the original photograph but people accept that because it's a photograph but it wouldn't have they wouldn't have accepted it if i'd have tried to follow it if, even if I'd been able to. So I had to make that up, a lot of that up. Uh, more than 50% of that was my own ideas. But this is good. It's good for us. It's good for the, the, the students because they, they're, they're seeing how they can uh, transfer the, their own ideas and change a photographic reference. So that was it, really. Uh, other, other than that, I loved it. It's a very detailed picture. Um, it's a lot more. It's a lot more detail, a lot more intricacy in the shadows and the shading of a picture like this. Mm. I'd, I'd say 
compared to especially the other people that you've done, which have just been sort of faces pretty much. Mm. It's, it's really interesting to see you do a, a much more detailed. I imagine that adds to the level of difficulty. Oh, definitely. And, and the other thing is that it, it, it sets you on another path because the picture that I'm doing now is totally different, completely different. It reminds me of the, you remember the uh, London in the Mist, that picture? Yeah. Um, that was very popular. Um, and it reminded me of that, but using our colours and the dark grey pastel map. So you, you're using different uh, paper and you're using different colours. Oh, same ideas, but different. But um, this is this is quite involved. But once you start going down the road of changing and challenging yourself, uh, you can start looking at other things, other um, you know black and white images. And I was particularly struck with the one I'm doing at the moment because it was it when a picture a photographic reference hits me and I think gosh that looks nice. I'm, I'm, I know then that if I can transfer that to uh, artwork, I can add even more to it. When I saw the original picture of that woman laying down, and uh, or I called it woman resting, I, I looked at it and was very taken with the image itself, the complexity of the image itself, and that that struck me. But what I didn't like, as I said, I didn't like the window. I didn't like the, the things that were there. So I had to make that different. So what I did is change the picture for the better. And when you look at the picture, as you will do on the video, you'll see I bring the picture in every now and again. It looks much better than the photograph. And this is what you want to do. You want to change the image so it becomes uh, your um, product and your uh creative um, imagery rather than the photographic one. A photograph, a photographer hasn't got any choice. He's got to take, he snaps the picture and he, that's it. I'm sure many times he would do it and think, oh, I wish I'd put that hand in a different place or you know, I wish he'd t- turned her head a little bit more or whatever and whatever, you know. But we can do things like that with the limitations. And I think this is what uh, excites me and I'm sure everywhere else too. Yeah, and what's what I love about this is the composition of this one particularly, like mm. is so different. You know, the ratio, the the composition, the the aspect ratio of this picture is so different to what you've done in the past. Like that's the thing that strikes me most is it's long and narrow, mm. um, which would which would look fantastic on a wall. Like it would just look brilliant. It's such a different. Um, shape you know it's such a different shape right. for a picture uh, i love That's it right. i love it it's great I, this is this is this is what excites us uh, if, if i'd have done it as is for the photograph the other the window and the lamp and a couple of books that was on the table or something in the front of the city would have actually detracted from that it wouldn't. You'd have seen the window, and you'd seen the lamp. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Oh, and there's a lady laying on the. It would have taken it away. So what I wanted to, to focus on, what I wanted to focus on, 
And that's uh, what we did. So what you can do, you can take a section of a photograph very often. Very often I do that anyway on, on landscape work. Uh, I see the, the, the photographic reference and I think, now, how can I do it? And I focus in, I change uh, on the computer or on my imagery and uh, on my iPad and I change it. And it's amazing how much you, you see different. It looks it has a different feel to it once you get rid of all the uh, other things that are not going to be as interesting as the section that you've uh, elected to do. What's the size of the I picture? I do this all the time. What's the size of the picture? Uh, oh, it's uh, about the same size as you know the others. Uh, um, I can't I can't tell you offhand because I didn't measure that one. But it's it's not it's not anywhere near a a four size. It's smaller than that. But once again, people could do it bigger if they wanted to. Yeah, because if you wanted to mount that picture, you'd have to you'd have to create a mount, wouldn't you? You'd have to cut a mount. Hmm. Oh yes, you would do. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do a ready made mount on that. Uh, but um, I, I, if if you can do it, if you if you're lucky enough to be have your own framing and being able to do it yourself, it wouldn't be a problem. And long narrow pictures do work. The other thing you can do with that uh, is to make the mount larger or bigger at the bottom. You can extend that. Do you know what I mean? You can have a more amount, so you, you square it off a little bit more. That's another, I've seen people do that. I've done it myself uh, when I was doing framing. You can you can put the weight of the, it's always on the bottom. You can put the weight, uh, increase the weight on the bottom. And, and that would also look good if you, um, if you made the mounts, which would probably a white mount would probably work best on this, um, make it larger than normal. So the picture sits in the middle of the uh, frame. Right. That could work quite well. Because mm. you've you've then got to frame it. Like I, I'm just coming at it from if you if you did this picture and you wanted to get it framed, um, you'd have to get that framed custom like you'd have to get that framed by someone wouldn't you well yes you would you would have to i think yes the only thing you could do possibly is use a ready-made frame a4 size but you'd have to use mount you'd have to cut your own mount because as i said it can go into a an a4 frame it would be a problem but you'd have to you'd have to concoct the um, the mount yourself. You'd mm. never fit it in. How did you used to do that? How did you used to create mounts when you had all of the gear and stuff? Oh equipment? well, I'd, I had what calls them a mount cutter. It used to um, you used to have a, a, an angled razor blade in uh, a gadget. And that used to a straight edge. Really, all you need is a straight edge and, and this uh, gadget that you can you can get. I'm sure you can still get hold of them. And you cut on the reverse side. You right. turn the mount over and you, you measure it up, and then you you cut on the reverse side of it. And you count what you you cut a hole, or you yes that's, yes cut, cut, a cut hole out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's what framers do. Um, there are, there are. I mean, if you were 
doing lots and lots of it. There are professional mount cutters that all set up uh, for the job. Yeah. You used to do it um, by hand, though. I used to do it by hand, yes. Oh, yes. I, I never really had a problem. Mm. I, I got very quick at it in the end. Mm. So you would measure the picture and draw it on the back of the mount and then cut the back of the mount. Mm. Yes, and and also the the you'd have to when you measured it and you used the lines of that measurement, you know, you'd draw a line, so you'd run the mount cutter along that line. It always gave you not quite a centimetre, just between a half a centimetre and a centimetre uh, smaller than that. So you have to allow for that when you're uh, getting your picture. Again, it, it's easy to do once you understand the principle of it. Mm. I remember this gadget growing up. Actually, I can I can picture it. Do you? I, mm. I didn't know what it was for, but I remember when you were framing. I remember seeing this angled blade tool that it was sort of a slicer that you mm. could use to to cut into the, the mount. Yeah, mm. yeah, and I've still got it. Have still you got it? Yeah, yeah, I've still got it. I'll show you one day. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. I don't use I don't use it anymore, but uh, yes, I've still got that. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. All right, let's move on to the Pan Pastel pictures. Now, you did a, decided to do a series of these Pan Pastel pictures, um, and you, you kept sending them to me along the way. And I think the second one that you sent me um, is probably my favourite. Um, I think it was the second one. We'll show them all mm -hmm. up on the thing. It's with this sort of uh, autumn trees in the on the left hand side and the water. Um, Oh yes, I know. I know what you mean. It's just—it's just got that painting feel, like almost like a Renoir, like you know when it's sort of like dabbed on and stuff. Like it—it it just is so appealing. It's so nice. It's interesting you say that because that's—that was one that I really didn't think was going to work. Really? Yeah, because it was exactly what you said. I had to almost dab it on it, it's the restriction you have on the detail and, and that can turn to your advantage because then it does look exactly like a painting yeah uh, how much of that was pastel pencils i assume the trunks on the left hand side and the branches that, were yes pastel yes. pencil that that's it that's that's the and the oh and the, there's a there's a red roof isn't there in there I tried to do that with the, um, the pan pastel gadget, but I couldn't get the line there. I couldn't get the detail, and it needed just a little bit extra. So I used a, a red on that. I, I, I put it in. I put it on with the pan pastel, but I used the red the pencil just to make it crystallise it or you know clarify it a little bit better. They were the only two areas, though, and I think I think I used a little bit of white. I'm trying to recall now, I might have put a bit of white pastel pencil on the water. Those those areas. Oh yes, 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 I did, and I used it on the edge of the water as well. It's where you want to just put that little touch of detail in. Yeah, I loved it. I just love that picture. Um, it's probably my favourite. But you've you've done. A few, so we'll go through. So, so these are all landscapes, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it looks like um, 
you've sort of gradually introduced more pastel pencil as you've gone on, especially when we get to the boat scene. Yes. Um, but let's talk about the, the the one that you sent to me after, which was sort of the sunset type right. lake. Well, that, yes, I, I like that one, actually. I, I did like that one because I felt it was it was layered. You've yeah. got this distant hill and you come in and you come in gradually to the um, area in the front. And most of that, I think most of that was pan pastel. I don't, I can't remember using too much um, pencil in that. Mm. Again, you've got those appealing distant hills in there with those colours right. that are just, mm. uh, just lovely, especially with a sunset, uh, that shadow and obscurity in the distance hills uh, it's, mm. it's nice um and then you, we move on to the boat which is one again that reminds me of an old painting i don't know if it's the particular colors that you've used but it mm. it's sort of especially from a distance it looks like a bit vintage it looks like an old style painting and i think it's that it? kind mm. of not quite sepia overall tone of the picture Mm. Um, but in this one, and the sun really is so bright in this. Um, yes. I want to talk about the, let's talk about the sun first. How did you get that so bright? It like It's like it's beaming. It's like it's its own light source. Yes, it's interesting that it was, it, I spent a bit of time on that. I started with the, just, <clears throat> that was a pencil. That had to be a pencil. You couldn't do it any other way. Uh, and I used the um, I used the white to put, and then what I wanted to do was fuse the edge of it. Now I can only do that once I'd finished the um, pan pastel uh, application of the orangey color that I was using there. It was a bit orangey. Um, I think I used a combination of the yellow ochre and the raw umber. I think those are the two colours that mainly put that together. And a little bit of lemon yellow and a little bit of white, of course. So that that gave me that uh, brilliance that I wanted. And I put just a little touch of red in, just a touch, uh, to give us that uh, orangey look. Well, once that had been done, then I went back over the sun with a making it completely round, which was originally what it looked like on the uh, picture that I took it from. But then I used the white 101 to just fuse the edge of it, which stopped it from being a crystal, crystal um, clear line round the sun to a fused line. And that gave it that effect that you've got there. It's beautiful. It's really nice. Um, the boat. How did that go down? Putting the boat in. Oh, that's all right. Uh, and what you have to do with something like that, you have to make sure that you're drawing. And I used, um, I think it was an, an HB pencil or was an F. I can't remember now. But I used that to draw the boat in quite strong, because if it doesn't, you've got lots of colours going over it. You lose it. You lose the colour. You lose the lines. And I mentioned that at the time. So that was quite strong. It looked a bit odd 
when I first did it. But uh, I was pleased that I did because by the time I'd put all the, the pan pastel over it, it had weakened it so that all I could just see is a faint line. Uh, and then I used the, I can't remember what colour I used, did I? 175, I think. Yes, I think it was 175 I used on that yeah. to give it the um, strength as a, as a silhouette against the sun. Yeah. How did you find putting the pastel pencil over the top? No, no problem at all. No, I didn't have any problem at all with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was mindful that I couldn't keep putting it on, you know, like pancaking it on. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a thin layer of pastel because I used the same color paper, pastel paper. Yeah. Did all, did all of these use the sand-coloured pastel mat? Oh, did they? I knew you could ask me that. I think so. I think I did. I think I used them all sand-colour, yes. Mm. I wanted a, I wanted a, a, I wanted a lightish paper. I didn't want it to be too light. You know, with the coloured pencils, I've tended to use the light grey, which worked really well. And uh, But this time, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to use the... Uh, sand mm. and, and I think that was to me that was the best one to use the bottom of the picture you've got like is it the shore at the bottom because the wave seems to break is it all sea or is it shore because again this is just this is like the beauty of your work is it sort of interpreted in different ways but it feels like the bottom of the picture is like you could be standing I don't know if the water would be deep enough to be standing where you are and seeing a boat at that distance, but it just feels like the waves breaking at the mm. at the front, like it's a calm beach that, front. That, that, yes, that, well, probably yes. I, I didn't intend putting a beach in, but yes, you're quite right. This is like a breaker. Yeah, start start of a breaker. It's it's something you put in when you when you want to just put a little bit of of. Um, uh, distance and dimension in mm. something in the foreground, mm. um, but uh, that, I think that was an afterthought. I didn't initially intend to do that. Again, these pictures just seem like paintings, like as close as you get into oil painting. You know, mm. um, with pastel, it, it really it gives that f- effect. Uh, it's amazing. Um, and then I think number five that brings us to number five. Um, and you've done five pan pastel projects, which will be the first sort of round of um, experimenting and creating classes with, like you did the coloured pencils. Um, and the last one is uh, of a beach, like a, a beach scene with trees and rocks and um, mm. Mm. and sand. And, and tell us about that one. Well, that one, um, I, I thought twice about that. Should I do it? Because I've done several of those now. Uh, but I like the formation of the rocks. That rock was um, quite a challenge. And I thought if I can do something like that, it would look great in the pan pastel, which it did. Uh, but that was the most difficult one, I think, for that to do, to be fair. Because, again, you have to use the – I had to use the pastel pencils uh, for the trunks, not for the foliage. I managed to do the foliage all with pan pastel. Oh, that's interesting. It, it was. Um, but I, I managed it quite well to do that. I wanted to do that. I didn't really want to, But the trunks of the trees, you'd never get that in. 
it would look silly if you tried that with mm. the, with the um, even with the gadgets, the thin um, kind of. Well, I say that with because I'm using the pastel mat and I'm doing quite a small picture. If you did a larger picture, you probably could get away with it more. But right. Those yeah. those are very very small thin um, trees. The picture, the the size of the pictures are more or less the same. All of them are more or less the same size. Um, I think there was one that was smaller. I can't remember what it was now. One that was slightly slightly uh, same length, but just a bit shorter. Are they stubbier. all around A five then, or smaller? No, no, they're smaller than that. Half of half of A five, or not quite, not quite half of A five, but they're quite small. What I did um, initially, and people, you know, would, would find this probably interesting. I, I had a one sheet of sandpaper. That's the um, twenty-four by uh, thirty-two. Is that what it is? <laughs> you know better than I do. So I cut that exactly in four i cut it in half and in half again wow so so it saves it saves money that way you see you're not cutting anything off mm. there's, there's one of them which i did actually trim a little bit off the bottom but basically that's what i did and uh, it's good for me because it gives me a good size uh, to work with mm. um on the video and uh, i didn't want to do anything um bigger than that really but Having had this experience with them and success with them, that my plan is to actually do another one. What I might do um, is do a, an old master. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the either from Van Gogh or Monet. That would someone be like that. fantastic, especially like what I said about at the beginning about it having that Monet feel or mm. that definite oil. Well, that, that's 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 now on the cards because I think you know I told you right from the beginning when we were talking about pastels, pan pastel. I said to you what I really want to do is I wanted to do impressionism with them. And I think I've succeeded to a certain extent with these pictures. Yeah. I, because I haven't been able to do the detail. I haven't, I've been restricted. So I've had to sort of dab it on, dab it off, you know? So, and I think it would work with a, a, a master as well. I think one of the old masters, I don't know. I'll, I'll pick one, but these are going down well. And you're putting some now, some more up on the site, I believe, aren't you? Yeah. Well, the, we've got lots of, lots of classes coming. Um, I know that, uh, people have seen that we've been uploading a lot recently um, and we wanted to get the stick pastel courses up there, the ones that you did a little while ago using a 12 set and a 24 set there's six of each now there was three originally up there that used a 24 set and we've added another three to that collection and then <laughs> the um, uh, collection of 12 pastel sticks uh, classes as well which again i can't believe that you can get such amazing results from just a short range a, a small range i mean these pan pastels are only 10 a 10 set which it makes mm. it so accessible for people wanting to try this medium because they are expensive um that's right you know and but there's, there's no the nice thing about it though i've got to say steve there's no waste you know, with, with the other mediums, with watercolour, certainly you have a certain amount of waste because you're squeezing it onto a palette. 
not so much if you're using the pans because tin 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 to, with the pans you're not wasting so that uh, is economical mm. but pan but pastel pencils to a certain extent you're wasting because you blow some of the dust away and soft pastel you certainly do and stick pastel you certainly do waste a little bit there but they're not as expensive mm. but pan pastel you don't waste any at all because you're putting it on the applicator and the, the all you're you're all you're losing really is when you use the applicator you want to clean it off and i cleaned it off i'd started using the um a piece of uh, the um pastel mat but now i've the last two two or three i've used a tissue and that's better it's not so um it doesn't take as much of the uh surface of the uh, applicator off so and so that's the only area you do you're actually wasting it otherwise everything's going onto the paper and into the paper mm. so i think it's quite uh, although it, they're expensive to buy they are quite economical to use yeah mm. fantastic okay cool well lots for people to get excited about we'll put all of those uh, pictures that we've been talking about on the website on the podcast artwork so you can see see those and look forward to those um, we're going to continue adding uh, lots more classes uh, and courses and demonstrations so keep your eyes peeled because there's lots more coming it's never been a better time to have a membership to everything because you're getting loads and loads and loads of, uh, of new material at the moment but of course you always have the option to purchase a class on its own. There's no pressure to have membership. Lovely. Thanks, Dad. This has been brilliant. Um, I hope people are looking forward to those classes. We'll talk about this new shadow picture that you're working on next week. Uh, something for people to come back for. And um, mm -hmm. I think there's some surprises there. It's surprising me as I'm doing it. I'm, I'm looking and think, God, I didn't realise that I could do that. And uh, so I think we've got some surprises in in store. For, uh, I used to like to leave him on a, on a, uh, a, a what they call it, cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I am doing that. Uh, and, but uh, you've got the satisfaction of knowing um, I'm, at the moment, I'm enjoying myself immensely with it really indulging myself with it and uh, and and the challenges are, are there again i'm not going to talk any more about it because i'll give it away <laughs> but uh, there are some more challenge different challenges again fantastic lovely okay so we'll leave it there for this week thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, week.